Okay, this is the third week on, on our Deep and Wide um, series. So far, Jeff has spoken about how Jesus is the cornerstone um, on which everything is aligned and built upon. Um, he's the sure foundation holding everything together. Kev spoke on identity. Who do you say Jesus is? Having a deep revelation um, that, comes, that, that comes from knowing who Jesus is and who you are and how you can therefore um, build foundations from that. Um, Kev went a step further last week. He also talked about how when you have a revelation on who Jesus is, that that revelation actually leads you to act, that you're invited into actually being um, an active part of God's kingdom and, and you have a responsibility to build his church. You see, following Jesus isn't passive. Um, and this week we continue with deep foundations and it's actually a pretty simple message. It really is deep foundations require action. Um, you see, if we already have an understanding um, that Jesus is the cornerstone um, on which everything is built, that it's through him and in him that everything is held together. And if you've already declared that Jesus is the son of God, then through choosing to live like Jesus, um, the way you live out your faith deepens and strengthens your foundations. You can't have deep foundations without action. In Matthew 7, it says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teacher of the law. You know, when I was a kid in Sunday school, there was a song um, and it talked about, uh, what it, how did it go? Um, it talked about how the wise man built his house upon the rock. I'm not gonna sing it, but the wise man built his house upon the rock and the, and the house on the rock stood firm. And it talked about how the rains came down and the floods came up and the house on the rock stood firm. And if you went to Sunday school and you sang that song, I bet you you'll be singing that for the rest of the day. You know, the story um, that Jesus actually tells is at the end of probably his longest and most famous message, the Sermon of the Mount. Um, and he uses this story to conclude it. In a nutshell, the Sermon of the Mount is about discipleship, um, living life like Jesus. You know, what, what living as part of God's kingdom and his family truly looks like in heart and action. Jesus was challenging his mostly Jewish audience um, to break out of their religious uh, patterns they were set in and to have a fresh revelation of God. Jesus, God in human form, shows us how to know and relate to God and therefore how to live as part of his creation. Uh, it was, it was um, and is a message that's completely countercultural to the way in which the Jewish audience lived and also in the way that we live. Um, it's completely opposite to most cultures and societies today. Um, and if you get a chance this week, read Matthew 5 to 7. You see, the Jewish nation was supposed to point um, people to God to be a true representation of God to others, as the church and we are today. But they were missing the mark. They were missing the true heart of God. They knew the Old Testament scripture. They could recite it um, and they could debate it and use it 
to their benefit. And Jesus' teaching completely opposed that of the religious leaders of the day. You know, this, this sermon was actually quite controversial. It turned things on its ear and it clarified scripture in a way that they'd actually never heard before. Um, it challenged them and presented them a new way to live as part of God's family, a new way to reflect God, God's nature to others. And then he concludes his message with a story about two builders, a storm, one house that survives and one house that crashes, and it all hinges on the foundation. Now, what a vivid picture Jesus paints with this story. Um, you can actually see it. You see a sandy shore, uh, a rocky outcrop, um, and you have two builders. We have the sandy guy, and he, you know, who knows why he chose sand? Maybe he wanted a, a beachfront property. Maybe he was declaring um, his status with waterfront uh, uninterrupted views. Um, maybe he was just lazy and he wanted a quick build. We don't know. Um, regardless, he was totally focused on the wrong thing. And then we have the rocky guy, and he's totally the workplace health and safety. Um, he's looking for durability. He's looking for lasting design and he picks bedrock on which to build. You know, obviously it's the most um, expensive and hardest build because he has to drill down deep into rock. Uh, you can imagine it. You can see it. Two builders side by side. And you can also imagine the storm. We've certainly had enough of them in the last couple of years. Torrential rain, um, flash flooding, king tides, uh, trees falling because the ground is soggy and we have high winds, you know, and, and when you can picture it, you can actually see the sand shifting and changing. It, it's blown away, water moves it, and it causes the house on the sand to twist, to crumble and to collapse. Its foundation washes away. Um, while the house on the rock, you know, it, it may lose power, it may even have a few roof tiles cracked and some room roof damage, the same storm and all its elements beat down upon it, and yet it's solid and firm. It's everlasting. Its foundations are intact. You know, this story at the end of the Sermon on the Mount um, calls listeners to choose a response to what Jesus had been talking about. It, he actually asks for an active response, and he gives a promise and a warning. They have just heard Jesus speak with authority, a life-giving message, how to live as part of God's family, a part of the kingdom of God. God in human form just called them to action. And he basically is asking them, what are you going to do with what I've just told you? What are you going to do with what you've, what you've heard? Matthew 7 says, Therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. You know, there, the word therefore, I love using the word therefore when I'm writing, um, often signifies a recommendation that requires action or a summary of results uh, on which your findings are based, um, or in this case, a choice. What are you going to do with what you've heard? You know, there is a choice to make. Will you put my words into practice? Will you embed them into your daily life? Will they become foundational for who you are and how you live? Um, will they actually affect the way that you represent me or will you choose not to? Jesus calls for a response, a life change. What will you do? And you know, the same question that Jesus is asking his mainly Jewish um, audience of the day applies to us. We actually have accountability for what we hear. 
and therefore what we choose to do. Building a deep foundation is not just hearing Jesus' words, it's hearing and doing. A deep foundation requires action. It requires you to put into practice what you've heard. Um, it's consciously choosing to respond as he would, to love like he does. And this comes out of a true revelation of who Jesus is and who you are in return. You know, in James 1, it says, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are, what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, but whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, they're talking about Jesus, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it, it is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. Act in what you hear. Delight and affirmation put in putting your faith into action. Don't let who Jesus is go in one ear and out the other. You know, don't miss out on the free life that we find in Jesus. Build your life on him, who he is and what he's done. Matthew 7 goes on to say, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a, man, a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it has a foundation on the rock. You know, deep foundations require you to act. A wise man who hears his words and puts them into practice is unshakable. Um, he's built on a solid foundation. You know, this is the promise that we have, that if we actively live out our faith, um, if, we, if we put out Jesus' words into action and build on who Jesus is, you know, our, our salvation and our faith are unshakable. A solid foundation in Jesus. You know, this month in Kids Connection, which is our kids' church, our Sunday morning kids' church, we have a topic of determination. And for us, determination really is having a sticky faith. Um, we want our kids to be able to stand firm, to trust Jesus no matter what, um, no matter what their situation or circumstance, to press on, to be resilient, all because they have a personal relationship with Jesus that is deep and it's built on bedrock. Um, the sure conviction that Jesus did what he said he did and is who he says he is. Um, we want our kids to therefore, out of that conviction, um, live out their faith. Uh, and, they, and not only live it out, but actually just embed the words of Jesus into their heart so that who they are um, reflects Jesus and it becomes foundational for the decisions they make, um, the paths they choose for their life. You know, and our program does a really great job of weaving biblical truths every week into a message. And one of these biblical truths is that you can count on God no matter what. Building a life on Jesus, knowing him deeply means no matter what is going on in our lives, how much we get battered around by storms that come our way, we can trust God no matter what, no matter the circumstance or the outcome. You know, we all have storms. Um, some of us seem to have more than others. Uh, and if you're a young person, I don't want to burst your bubble, but life often doesn't turn out the way that you think. Um, you can have plans and dreams, uh, but often life, life turns out different. And life can be tough. 
You know, right now, I'm sure that life is really tough for a lot of you. Um, It can be challenging. But Jesus is saying, if you build on me, if you put my words into action and embed them deep down into who you are, and you live out of that, um, regardless of the situation or circumstance, that you will be rock solid in your salvation and your faith, and it will be unshakable and everlasting. But in order to trust God, in order to build resilience, to stand firm, you actually have to put your faith into action. You have to apply what Jesus says to your decisions, big and small, um, the way you do life and respond to others. Uh, You have to actively live out your faith. Confidence in God, loving others well, um, it requires action, you know, It just doesn't happen. You actually have to have a deep engagement with Jesus. It doesn't happen on its own. Deep foundations require putting your faith into action. You know, in Corinthians, um, 1 Corinthians, it says, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have. Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay or straw. But on this judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burnt up, the builder will suffer a great loss. The builder will be saved, but like some, barely escaping through a wall of flames. You have a choice. Do you put Jesus into practice or not? The promise Jesus is making is that if you choose to build your life on him and actively live out of that, your salvation and faith are rock solid. You know, um, you need to intentionally pursue a deep relationship with Jesus. It's th- this quote is by a guy called T. Kelly and it says, Don't be fooled by your sunny skies when the rains descend and floods come and the winds blow and beat upon your house, your private dwelling, your own family, your own fair hopes, your own strong muscles, your own body, your own soul itself. Then it's too late to build a house. You can only go inside what house you've, uh, you have and pray that it's founded upon the rock. You know, what's clear to me is we're all building something Every decision we make, every path we choose, every, um, every life we live, we're actually all building something. Jesus is saying, build on me. This life I'm inviting you into will be everlasting. But it requires you to actually make a choice. Do you put Jesus' words into practice or not? You know, Matthew 7 goes on to say, but here... But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You see, here's the warning that Jesus was giving. If you hear my words and do not put them into practice, you're like a foolish man. Whatever you're building on will crumble. We're all building something. And there really is only two choices, a life with Jesus or a life without Jesus. You can't sit on the fence. And here's the thing, the foolish man, he heard the same words as the wise man. He had been given everything in order to make a good choice. And yet he either chose not to put Jesus' words into action 
or he actually just simply chose inaction. And as a result, his house crumbles. The foolish man was focused on the present, not on the eternal. His foundation was completely wrong. James 2 says, Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, if you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half, half starved and say, Good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious? The God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense. I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good. You take care of the faith department. I'll handle the works department. Not so fast. You can no, you can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith fit together hand in glove. Matthew 7 says, Knowing the correct password, saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience. Doing what my father wills. I can see it now. At the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me, saying, Master, we preached the message. We bashed the demons. Our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourselves important. You don't impress me one bit. You're out of here. So Jesus' audience for the Sermon on Mount knew scripture. Um, they could say all the right words. Uh, they could talk the Jewish religious talk of the day. They could be seen to be looking, looking as following the Old Testament. They were really good at appearances. Really good at appearances. And I, I think we probably all know people that are really good at appearances. People that are good at talking the talk. You know, but Jesus is not interested in that. He's actually interested in people that are walking the walk. You know, it's not enough to know something. Um, Jesus is calling us into account for what we know and practice. You know, if I look back at my own journey, um, I grew up in a Christian home and uh, I knew the right words to say and I knew um, what was expected of me at home and church. But if I honestly look back at high school, I can say that I don't think many of my friends would actually have um, seen me, uh, seen Jesus in me, you know. It wasn't until I had a deep understanding of who Jesus is and what he had did, done for me that my faith began to be put into practice. And I actually started to filter my decisions and my life choices through that and how, to, and how I responded to others. You know, it's really easy to, ha to keep up appearances. Deep foundations require um, action. They need intent. You really have to be intentional. The foolish man heard the same words as the wise man and either chose to be indifferent or he was lazy or distracted. What are you building on? We're all building something. Matthew 6 says, Don't hold treasure down here where it gets eaten by moss and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, the place you will most want to be and end up being, will be where you most want to be and end up being. There really is only two, only two choices, living life with Jesus or not with Jesus. The foolish man was building his house upon the wrong thing. Anything other than building your life on Jesus, the rock, um, 
is sand, anything. Whether it's wealth, fame, um, importance, power, career, or much more, it's all surface level. Whether, you know, there's no depth to it. There's no anchor, there's nothing you can anchor into. It can shift, be blown away, or change quickly, just like the sand does. It's self-centered and it won't stand the test when storms pass your way. You know, what you've built can easily crumble all because you got the foundation wrong. You know, your priorities are wrong, you're focused on the wrong thing. And yet Jesus is inviting you into something that's unshakable, that's everlasting, that's firm. You know, you could be like the foolish man and you could have heard Jesus' words um, and, and heard him invite you to follow him. You may have even had a revelation that Jesus is the son of God and have acknowledged that he died for you and rose again. But nothing in the way that you're living your life actually shows that. See, deep foundations require action. They just don't happen. You have to be intentional. You know, we can say that we have faith in something. We can say that we have faith in something. But we have to action it in order to see it. In the mid-1800s, there was this guy. And he's a French guy. And he has a very French name, which I can't pronounce. But he was also known as Charles Blondin. Um, and he, at the time, was the greatest tightrope walker in the world. Can you imagine that being your story? You're the greatest tightrope walker in the world. And he was fairly famous for um, walking a tightrope across Niagara Falls. Um, he would walk this tightrope um, with no harness, no safety net. Um, and he became so adept at doing it that he actually would add degrees of difficulty into it. So he, uh, he did it blindfold. Um, he did it on stilts and my favorite is that he actually cooked an omelet while balancing on this tightrope over the falls that go from America to Canada. Now he didn't choose to fry an egg, he actually made a full-on omelet um, and you know he was I guess famous for, for pushing the boundaries and one day he had a wheelbarrow full of rocks and he pushed that back and forth, back and forth. And here's the thing with Charles Blondin, thousands and thousands and thousands of people would come and watch him perform his um, death-defying feats. And so here he is uh, pushing this wheelbarrow and everyone's cheering and clapping and, and, and is just so amazed at what he, what he can do. Um, and then he gets down and he says, who he says, who here believes that I can push a person in this barrow across the tightrope? And they're all cheering, going, yeah, we believe. And, and they're all super excited. One guy in particular was louder than the others. And Charles says to him, okay, well, here you go, get in. And the guy's like, oh, no way. He backs out. You see, what the guy said he believed and what he actually did believe were two separate things. And it took a while and then uh, eventually his mum, who actually totally believed in her son and said, yes, I believe you can do that. I will get in the wheelbarrow. And he, she got in the wheelbarrow and Charles pushed his mum across the falls in a wheelbarrow. But here's the thing, you have to, you have to, if you, 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 ha, if you say that you have faith in something, you have to put it into action in order to show it. His mum showed that she had faith in her son and put it into action. We, if we say we have faith in something, um, we have to put in action to, in order to show it. Deep foundations require action. 
hearing and doing. It's not just words. We show by actions what we truly believe and hence what we're building our foundations on. You know, you may have never heard of Jesus before or you have, but you're unsure about who he is or what following him or having faith in him even looks like. You know, and really following Jesus simply means that, you know, you believe who he says he is, which is the son of God. And he did what he said he did, which is he died on the cross and rose again so that you could be made right with his father, with God. You know, it also means choosing to follow him daily, to putting his words into practice. And you yourself can make that choice. You can read all about him. You've got the Bible at your fingertips you can make the choice for yourself. Or maybe you've heard it all before. You know lots of scripture and supposedly Christianity, but really it's just all surface level. All knowledge, your priorities and values are contrary to who Jesus is. Or maybe you're just really good at keeping up appearances. Or perhaps, you know, you've let your faith slide away. And maybe it's time to truly turn back to Jesus to get to know him again and to start to lay your foundation once more. You see, deep foundations require action. The choice is yours. What are you going to do with what you hear and know? The same question that Jesus posed so long ago applies to us today. What are you going to do with what I'm inviting you into? What are you going to do with what I've given you? What are you going to do with what you hear? We are all building something. Deep foundations require putting Jesus' words into practice. What are your foundations going to be? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you're a good God. I thank you that you have gone before us and that you have prepared the way for us to step into a life that is eternal, that is firm and unshakable. And I thank you that you desire us to, to, to know you and build upon you. And Father, I just really pray that it, us as a church will be people that will choose to follow you well every day, that will love deeply like you do, that will just um, be people that can be, that, that don't just talk the talk, but are people that actually put you into practice in our communities. And because of that, we can just make a, a real difference for you. I thank you that you are unshakable that we can trust you no matter what. And regardless of what our situation or circumstance is right now, that you don't change, that you are what we build on and hold on to. And I thank you so much for that. In your name, amen.